Welcome to the world of Dracul. This is a story of a young woman who came into contact with a mysterious man named Dracul at a ball held in Romania. As her story begins with her first encounter with Dracul, his story unravels as their relationship grows. Previously on Dracul, we explored the world through Sarchem's eyes, discovering that he has unresolved trauma from the torture he experienced via Dracula's hand. He practically went absolute bonkers prior to his unexpected visit to Catherine, showing up completely unkempt and unhinged. As Dracul was able to successfully scare Sarchem away for the time being, he found a letter written to Catherine by Lady Alwuf, discovering her future plans for attending the upcoming ball. Do keep in mind that the following events happened moments after episode 26, The Crazed Intruder. Catherine was frozen in panic as she saw Dracul fall onto the floor, the thud then breaking her spell. She screamed. Frantically, she spun around looking for something to cover him up with as her heartbeat grew louder in her ears. There, on the couch was a quilt. She ran, her blood pumping through her veins even faster now, tore the quilt off the couch, causing it to move inches from its resting place, and threw it onto Dracul. Grabbing his limbs to then move him underneath the quilt, she flinched at the first touch. His skin was hot. Like boiling hot. Zazu saw just how distraught Catherine became, so she used her magic to create a misty barrier around Catherine so as to not burn herself. I need to get him away from here, she thought to herself, shaking violently at the sight in front of her. Dracul lazily opened his eyes to find himself in a dark room. He had no idea how long it had been since the incident, nor did he know where he was. He moved his head off of the pillow to look down at himself, but winced and lay back down. A piece of his flesh had come off from the back of his neck and remained on the pillow. Dracul spoke underneath his breath. Il dulce abrazo della morte finalmente. The sweet embrace of death at last. He rested his eyes for a moment before he heard a sharp inhale from across the room. Alarmed, he looked to find a silhouette of Catherine sitting down in a chair by a window covered with curtains. Ah, not death, just her room, he thought to himself. Catherine put a hand over her stomach, still feeling ill from earlier. After she had managed to get Dracul in her bed and frantically cover the curtains, a sharp pain nearly doubled her over, causing her to run to the restroom where she threw up everything she ate and drank that day. In her other hand, she held a chamomile tea to help settle her nausea and pains as she stared blankly at the floor. Catherine sucked in her breath when she heard the rustling of her bedsheets coming from her left. It's awake. She saw an arm begin to rise from the bed as her eyes grew large, fearing to see a monstrous figure, but instead, she saw a very bruised human-looking arm. A soft whisper cut through the silence, calling her to him. She didn't budge. She didn't even blink. Dracul swallowed hard, which caught him off guard for he hadn't swallowed saliva in centuries. 
He paid no mind to it, however, for there were greater things to pay attention to, such as Catherine. Seeing that she remained seated after he called her, he pleaded with her next. Catherine, please. Zazu flew onto Catherine's lap and, in return, she held Zazu close to her chest as a security blanket. Putting down her tea, her stomach did another flip, but not from excitement, from anxiety. A red, green, and blue mist of magic encircled Catherine as Zazu kept her safe. Hesitantly, she made her way over to Dracul, but stopped far enough so that he couldn't reach her. Seeing her so fearful caused Dracul's eyes to burn and his chest to swell. He wanted to hold her, to tell her that everything would be okay, yet he knew deep down that it wasn't going to be. His voice came out hoarse as he asked her if she was afraid. Silence. His gaze never wavered from her face, which was dimly lit up by the magic surrounding her. He had never seen such a deep crease in between her brows, so many worry lines on her forehead, and her lips were so dry. That's when Catherine's gaze met his. He read her instantly. Her mind was filled with regret. Catherine, do you wish to forget me? Dracul solemnly questioned her, and she shook her head slowly. Well, do you wish you hadn't seen me those hours ago? There was a slight pause before Catherine dropped her head down, staring at the floor. Her voice came out as a whisper. Yes. Though it was silent, it hit Dracul's chest as though it were a ton of bricks. His facial expression never wavered, but his voice faltered. Very well then. He reached out and held her face, adjusting her so that they would be making eye contact. I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't do this to you again. He blinked once slowly, then once more. Knowing what was happening, Zazu caught as Catherine shut her eyes before being entranced by the floating red and pink orbs around the room. She shouted a very strong no as she hit his chest and rushed away from him. Shocked, Dracul ended his enchantment, staring at her. Just because I wish I hadn't seen it doesn't mean that I should forget it. Dracul lay there, listening to her intently. That was an absolutely horrid sight. Dracul scoffed and said something under his breath to the effect of, well, that's quite harsh. However, I must admit that Sartrum had frightened me more. She turned towards him, her heart pained as she saw his humanly appearance. I'm just in shock, I suppose. It's not every day that you see something so devilish. I'm also quite tired of being every supernatural being. Um, I'm... Just, they're just... They keep trying to influence me in one way or the other. A single drop of blood escaped Dracul's left eye. He called for her to come to him, and so she did once more, holding her stomach. His jaw tightened as he ran his hand along Catherine's cheek. He thanked her for rescuing him once more, and grabbed her hand, placing a kiss on her palm. I'm well aware of how I must have looked. I'm sorry you had to see that side of me. But just know that I would do it again to keep you safe. His breath tickled her palm. I owe you my eternity. 
At this moment, a heavy weight grew on Catherine's shoulders and pulled down at her eyelids, causing her to collapse against Rakul while Zazu flew back onto the counter. She yawned. <sighs> I'm so tired. Dracul embraced her, playing with her hair and telling her that he could only imagine. Before she was able to drift off to sleep, she spoke once more. And you were so heavy. He scoffed. My apologies. The two had remained there for hours to come. It wasn't until evening came that Dracul had healed completely from the damage done by the sun. There was a small wet pool on Dracul's shirt from where Catherine's mouth rested. I mean, sure you could say that's disgusting, but he truly didn't mind one bit. It's crazy how calm a, uh, you know, <laughs> vampire can be around whoever they're glamored by. Even though it's supposed to be another vampire and not a human. He waited there the entire time for Catherine to wake up, but she had been out cold. That was, of course, until he felt her stiffen on top of himself and jump off the bed. I am so sorry. I didn't know what I was doing. That was a mistake. I didn't mean to lay on you. I was just... Wait. No. This is my bed. You should be apologizing to me. No matter how much she tried to hide it, Dracul grinned when he saw that she was blushing. After all, it told him that perhaps he did still have a chance. Catherine chastised Dracul for smiling at her and ordered him to get out of bed, for this was not a funny matter. He informed her that he could not leave the bed, for that would make things worse. Or better, depending on how you go about it. Confused? Catherine's mind began racing, trying to understand what he meant, when her eyes widened. The increasingly high temperature of Dracul's skin had burnt off most of his clothes as he began blistering. She picked up the quilt she had initially covered Dracul in when bringing him upstairs and threw it in his face. Now, get out! Dracul let out a low chuckle and walked off in this quilt like he didn't almost die earlier that day. Why do he act like that, though? As soon as he was out of the room, Catherine shut the door and sighed into her hands. She looked up at Zazu and saw a solemn expression on her eyes. Catherine moved over to her, comforting her and giving her tiny little kisses on her head that she would mimic back to her. Walking to the restroom, she washed her face to help clear her thoughts when suddenly she felt an ache around her pelvis. Now, out of all times... Well, I suppose this is why my stomach was ailing me earlier. Quickly, she pinned a sanitary menstrual apron to her bloomers beneath her clothes to avoid any further staining. Though effective, it was very uncomfortable at certain positions. She went downstairs to the kitchen, filled a small cotton bag with rice, and heated it over the oven ever so slightly to place it against her stomach, reducing the initial pain she had. Once she felt better, she decided to check on Dracul to see if he truly was okay before she got her night's rest. I mean, it was a pretty grim sight after all. His flesh came off on a pillow for crying out loud. I mean, fortunately, <laughs> when he lifted his head off, the skin was already attached to it, but that's beside the point. It was also very stinky.
Thank you for listening to episode 28 of Dracul. Sounds like Dracul was pretty gross looking due to the sun. Glad I wasn't there to see it, am I right? And it seems that when near death, he is the most emotionally available. Why is that? Should Dracul have enchanted Catherine into forgetting his ultimate state? Or perhaps this was the best option, was it not? Stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing to this podcast on the platform you're listening to it on. All narration, writing, and music was composed by Priscilla Ibarra. Certain sound effects are from the website Sapsplat. A huge thank you and shout out to my friend and former colleague Edwin DePaz for performing Dark Romance, specifically for this podcast. I just had two chilerellenos over this past week, and let me tell you, this has been probably the best week in a long time because of that.